0: Good day everyone and welcome to this episode of Chatting with the Lightkeeper. I'm Edward, otherwise known as the Lightkeeper. And boy, I have, have I been a negative Nelly? It seems like I've been a negative Nelly. I mean, two weeks ago we talked about uh, pet peeves, which, you know, that's lighthearted and fun, but still kind of me grumbling. Although I did feel so much better after sharing all that with you. And then last week we talked about Mistakes that are common in lifestyle relationships and in the lifestyle in general, and you know, mistakes. That's they're ne- they're never fun to talk about. And how many who wants to admit that we screwed up or fucked up? I mean, that that's that just stinks. Um, so let's let's definitely get on the uh, the positive side of of all this and, and get into just nothing but but warm fuzzy goodness. So. That's the, that's the plan, at least for today. Um, lifestyle relationships, we, we have to face the fact that they do take a lot of work. In fact, they may take more work uh, than, than the relationships that our, our vanilla friends uh, engage in because there's that extra layer of DS. And we're human, so we are all going to have days where we're grown-up two-year-olds, where we want to sit down wherever we are and just throw a tantrum. And this is the hardest thing about DS relationships. There are two-year-old adulting days when we want to throw that tantrum and we don't want to do it. Whatever it is, we don't want to do it. And that we don't want to do it moment when it happens to all of us and we are overwhelmed with life or something has us upset. That's when the lifestyle is the challenge. Because if you're dominant, you don't want to do it. You don't want to lead. Don't want to do it. No. And if you're submissive and you are having your adult tantrum, I don't want to do what my dom says. I don't want to do what anybody says. I want to do what I want to do. That's why I'm having this tantrum. I'm melting down. It happens. We're human. We're adults. Those are the toughest days to handle in a DS relationship are our adult two-year-old days. They happen. Um, I'm living proof they happen. Um But those are the days when you have to make the choice. And so much about relationships, I don't know if it's fortunately or unfortunately, but it involves making the choice to just do it, to, okay, I've made the commitment. I'm going to see it through. I made the commitment to be a dominant and a leader to this person. I'm going to lead even though I don't want to. Uh, I made a commitment that I'm submissive and I'm going to follow this person's lead. I don't want to, but I'm going to. Um, those are the hard days. That is the hardest, the hard of the S relationship days um, is when you don't want to. Um, it's not because you don't want to because the other person has done something perhaps to warrant that. It's just life has got us into a state where we're perspicuity or Whatever word you want to use there, uh, and don't want to. So that's that's the most challenging days. Um, so the most best best to start with the bestest piece of advice. Bestest. There's a good English word. Um, the best piece of advice is to just do it on the days when your partner you you know is asking something of you um, related to the lifestyle and you don't want to do it. Not because. They've done something to warrant it, like I said before, but it's just life is treating us with such ick. Life is, being, life is being mean to us, and we want to have a tantrum. Those are the hard days, and we just have to do it. So now that that's out of the way, um, how do you keep, you know, things going in a DS relationship? The um, first, I mean, the first real challenge is, you know, we're in a long-term relationship, or even even not that long. We're humans, it can be very easy to fall into um fall into routine. And and for some people in DS, routine is something that they thrive on. Uh some SM may thrive on having routine and having a schedule and having tasks and having so and even dominance also with routine can be very reassuring for many. But routine is also deadly. And so we need to change things up. And I'm not necessarily saying if you're a routine dominant or you're a routine submissive and it's something that you take comfort in. I'm not saying we need to change our routines, but we can change up our casting our playtime. Um, perhaps explore a new kink together. Um, try something new. Rather than keep our playtime routine, because it can be very easy especially with the way the life, you know, that life comes at us as, as adults, it can be very easy to fall into habits where it's step one, step two, step three, step four, climax, aftercare, next day. Um, It's very easy to fall into that. So, you know, keep it, keep it light, add new things, try new things, come up with new ideas, put on a, put a new twist on something you both enjoy. Um, and you know, something that kind of goes right along with that is, you know, we, um, we in the lifestyle, we do like our toys. There's all kinds of toys, 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 all sorts of adult toys, or what cracks me up is the way they used to say it, I think in the seventies, marital aids, because apparently, you know, back then only married people needed vibrators and sex toys and dildos and, you know, only married people would need those, those unmarried people. They they don't, they don't deserve them. I don't know. Add some new toys, add some new equipment, try some, you know, if you're trying something new, why not, uh, why not try a new, uh, you know, if you like, say, spanking, add a paddle to the mix. See what that feels like. Try something, try something new, spice it up, buy a little new equipment. Besides. Shopping with your partner can be fun, especially if it's something that you're going to enjoy together. Um, another thing that kind of keeps the routine at bay and keeps things fresh, surprise your partner. Come up with a scene or a scenario or a role play that, that's exciting, it's unpredictable. And and sometimes when we, we play DS games, it's kind of, I don't know if any of you have ever done improv before where... Um, you know, it's I uh, um, like Saturday Night Live. The skits you see on Saturday Night Live, yes, there's yes, there's a script to a lot of them. But sometimes you have the group of actors. There won't necessarily be a script. There'll be you know three or four words that they have that they then have to base their whole skit around. They're they're improvising it, or one actor will have a plan and the others are just playing off them. So improv, you know, improv a little role play. Maybe you go in with the plan and, and submissives, you can have plans. It's not just, you know, you know, it's just not the dominant that has to do all the planning. You can go in with a plan and, and let your partner know that they're, they're going to have to roll with what you, uh, with your improv as you go through, uh, you go through the night, just keep things fun, keep it exciting, be unpredictable. Um, maybe even surprise them after work. You know, you've done your homework, you know, that, that, You know, Tuesday night at seven is a good time. They don't have anything and perhaps their roommates will be gone. Surprise them. Do something that would be amazing and fun and surprise. Um, Another wonderful way to kind of keep your uh, kinktastic spark going in a relationship is, you know, even if you don't think you're, you're a nerd for being involved in BDSM, you're kind of nerdy. Because, let's face it. We kinky people, we like to learn new skills. We like to talk about new things we're doing. So there's always in communities and whatnot. Take a class together, um, even if you're in a very remote part of the world or a very conservative place where there isn't a munch near you, or you know the nearest the nearest in person activity is three hours away. Um, yeah, that's not always that fun, but sit down do a do a webinar together, take some online classes, and that's the case, or um perhaps read read a kinky book um pick up uh the new topping book and read it together um whatever it is um you know, attend a class And even better if you can arrange it go to a weekend seminar together where you will have classes and you'll have social time and you'll be able to make new in-person connections and you can maybe even arrange it. So, um, last one I went to was in Chicago. Um, let's face it, Chicago, it's the windy city. It's got some broad shoulders. It's a great place to like, even if you want to break from all the kinky goodness, there's so much to see and do, when you go to something like that, you can mix your kink love with being a tourist and get some amazing pizza uh, while you are in Chicago as well. Um, but it doesn't have to be Chicago. I mean, it could be St. Louis, it could be Tampa, it could be Houston, whatever, wherever. Pretty much every major city is going to have at some point some sort of symposium on a weekend uh, that you can you can attend. So you can maybe cross something off of traveling to a bucket list. Town, see the sights, and also keep the kink, the kink, kink, mojo going in your relationship. Um, also, another thing that is a great way is to sort of introduce some rituals or protocols into um, into your lives. Um, whether it's um, you know every day, uh, typically. You see these more along the lines for for submissives, but dominants can can add little things as well for themselves, um, whether it's a um, something that they recite, you recite before bed, um, or a ritualistic way that you you for example go to bed um you know you take care of the the nightly routine of brushing teeth getting dressed for bed and then maybe have a period of reflection silent reflection followed by a ritualistic saying something like that or some kneeling however whatever it's just a little daily a little daily ds reminder of of your dynamic that you're in um now, sometimes people say mind games, and it's not in a pleasant way. Like, we've all had a partner or somebody maybe we were pursuing for partnership play mind games with us, and that's it's not fun. Um, but there are fun mind games you can play with, with your partner, uh, especially within DS. There are a lot of great... Um, Positive ways to mind fuck with your partner. Um, I'm using profanity lately a little bit more with this podcast. So if um, you were expecting the PG version, I guess it's not happening. This podcast or the last one. Um, so I don't know. I rarely swear, but they're, the the f bombs are kind of flopping out. So, anyways, deal with it, or you know, your choice. Anyway, um, enough of that. But yeah, mess with. Mess with your partner's mind in a good way. Uh, It can be a fun way to build up to um, that unplanned unplanned playtime that you're planning for Tuesday. Um, You know, use use the sexiest organ we have as humans, your mind, and engage their mind. That goes a long, long way. Um, Another thing that you can do is there's plenty of um, lifestyle-themed art. Uh, you can even find old, old art out there. Um, you know, like you look back at some of the sculptures, um, say from India, and you can see fun, you know, fun. I don't know, fantastic things in in sculpture and in literature, and of course, you know, it's on media. So you can share this with your partner you can you know take a trip virtually now to a kinky art museum if you will or sit down and um have bdsm movie night rather than just have your regular movie night you can throw in a little little kinky cult classics maybe sit down and watch the secretary together and then you know afterwards role play secretary and powerful attorney uh or you know, if you're just a James Bader fan, you can just you know i don't know role play one of his movies uh just you know a couple of thoughts um another thing if you're living with your partner um set up a room in your house you know put a put a nice hefty lock on the door, so perhaps you have children that way the children know that that's that's a grown up storage room or whatever you wanna call it um the room where our mom hides all of her electric air cleaners. I, I don't know what you want to call it, but, you know, maybe set up a play space in your home um, that is dedicated to BDSM with your partner. Um, it's not something that obviously you have to show all of your house guests, but you can have your own kind of kinky, kinky play space. Um, you know, have your house with the white picket fence with the kinky dungeon in the basement. The neighbors won't have a clue. And it will be something that will be fun and sort of, you know, rather than having a man cave or a she shed, you can have your, you know, your kinky room. Um, I don't know what you would call it. I almost said naked room, but that brought to mention the, I can't think of the Matthew McConaughey movie where Terry Bradshaw had a naked room. And yeah, trust me, I don't think any of us want to see Terry Bradshaw naked. well, I'm sure there's somebody who does. Let me take that back. I'm certainly there is. I'd be like wanting to see me naked. Um, that would be better because no one wants to see that. So anywho, create a space in your in your home or where you reside, where it's it's you know, it's your, your kinky space. Even if you just go in there to to watch, you know, a kinky movie together. Um it's your kinky together space. Um another thing that you can do, um, and I sometimes it kind of gets overlooked because submissives will want to want to or expect their dominant to take the lead here, but take turns in designing or crafting your playtime. It doesn't all have to fall on the dominant and it really shouldn't Um, take turns with it. Um, Not only will what your, partner comes up with be clues perhaps to a budding fantasy that they're working on or have percolating in their mind. Um but it just it's a great way to connect. And really it doesn't have to always be the dominant that comes up with the idea or the dominant that pushes to set aside time for play. Um, speaking of setting aside time for play, do, do that. Set aside time for play. Life gets crazy busy. So yeah, make a play date with your partner, specifically for naughtiness, whatever works for you, but create the time um to keep the kink going in your relationship. So definitely do that. Um experiment with all sorts of different Ways of doing things. Um, if you are, for example, into being tied up with silk scarves, perhaps, but you've tried traditional rope and it's too coarse and irritates your skin. Well, maybe try something. Uh, something I don't know. More. Try another material. Another type of scarf or whatever it is that that you know trips your trigger. Try different different variants of things you enjoy um, that will help keep things kind of fresh and new. And, you know, if something doesn't work, well, you tried it, move forward. Uh, another thing that that might kind of sound surprising, um, it's something that, that the first time I had a friend say that to me, I was like, wait, what? What do you just put what and what together? But mindful BDSO. Now, we all practice. Well. We don't all practice thats that's a mistake to say that we all should practice mindfulness, mindfulness you know it really helps us be present in the moment um and we as humans, we need to do that, but we can also bring that same mindfulness to our kinky relationship, and it's very easy to overlook, but we can practice mindful BDSM. And it's so important, especially if you are living with or even building a partnership, be be mindful. Be mindful with how you practice the lifestyle. And when you both or the three of you, however your relationship is structured, whether it's mono or poly or somewhere in between, whatever works for you, when you practice mindfulness with the lifestyle, it really will. Enhance not only your intimacy, but also, even if you already have an amazing, trusting relationship, mindfulness will enhance it. So, think about adding mindfulness to how you get your kink on. Uh, It might seem kind of strange to you, but try it. I think you will be surprised. Uh, Another fun little thing to add um, is. If you're not already or you haven't already, consider experimenting with orgasm control. Um, It can be a fun way to tease, arouse, and kind of get your partner, into you know, eagerly anticipating what's coming next. Um, It's something that that is not for everyone, but if it's something that you think you might be, you know, go for it. we talked about going away to a uh, BDSM event, but most of us do live in non-rural areas. We are an urban society for the most part around the world now. Um, so go as a couple or a throuple or whatever, go as your BDSM partnership, go to events, go to gatherings, um, connect with other people. Um It's a great way to make friends. It's a great way to learn new ideas, to do new things, to try. But most importantly, it's kinky and you're doing it together and you're building friendships with other people together. Um, So getting back to trying new things. um, Let's say that you're into spanking. a very common thing and probably something that I mention here all the time, uh, probably because I'm into it. But add some, okay, you're into spanking with your bare hand, try a flogger or um, maybe you've taken some classes, got some knowledge and try it with a cane. Now, I know when you people say you hear caning, you think extreme, at least that's what at least pops to my mind. But remember, even though the implement can do, you know, a cane can leave some severe, severe marks and, and be very painful. And for some people, that's that's their mojo. You can also do it where it's not that severe, but you enjoy the implement. So experiment with different implements. And just because an implement something um, is something that is kind of equated with being very painful or perhaps extreme, doesn't mean you have to wield the implement that way. Um, but once again, with any type of new in addition to your, your play arsenal, make sure you fully understand what you're going to do with it, or if you're going to have it done to you, that you understand how it should be done safely. Um, so there's that. And sorry for the little disclaimer on the safety, but it has to come up. That's just me being me. Um, so in addition to adding something there with the impact play, we can incorporate some some sensory play, um, perhaps add a blindfold blindfolds are fantastic. And even as a dominant, um, you can wear a blindfold, you can still be verbally controlling what is happening um, to you. Uh, You just are having to take it all in as how you are feeling, hearing, sensing, just using all your senses, but your eyes, but you're still in control. So it's it's fantastic. You can add some sensory play, or um, you know, it's summertime here in my neck of the woods, and like right into the heat index, it feels like ninety some degrees. Um, great time for a little temperature play. Maybe add an ice cube to the mix. Um, cool things off while you heat things up. Um, speaking of ice cubes, just don't stick them inside places where they're not supposed to go um, they can actually be damaging and i know that sometimes people um do stick them in places they don't belong um so once again make sure you know what you're doing especially if you're going to use something that is frozen because the you know we don't want frostbite on sensitive places Let's just say it like that. But you can use temperature play and blindfolds to heighten sensations. And even if you are dominant, don't think it's something, this is something that you would just do to your submissive, but you can have your submissive do to you as well. Um, Here's something else that um, you see a lot on the internet. You see a lot of people who are into pet play. They like to be a little playful kitty or they like to be a rambunctious puppy. Explore that. It sounds, maybe it sounds crazy to you, but maybe it doesn't. Um, Be a fun thing to just try out. Uh, So, you know, crazy, crazy to some, fun to others. Um, You see more and more people who are into it. So give it a try. Um, Maybe you'll discover it is for you um, that you enjoyed being that, uh, that playful little kitty cat, um, or that you enjoyed taking your bee for a walk. Um, it's, it sounds to, you know, like the first time I heard it, I was like, are you really, it just was like, I was shocked. But when I've seen how people enjoy it and the people find it a home and how it, it really fits nicely um within DS. I mean, if you think about it, dominant and submissive, you have, you know, pet owner and and you have pets. So it's very, very dominant and submissive. Um, so perhaps you'll like it. Um, don't knock it till you try it. And then, you know, of course there's bondage. There's all sorts of ways you can you can tie up somebody or be tied up. Um, just once again, understand what you're doing if you're gonna do it. But you can add that in if it's you know, or try new things. Um Take a class together on how to do it more effectively, or if you want to try some suspension types things, definitely take some classes. Great thing to do together as a um, as a relationship to keep things going and exciting. Um, another thing that a lot of long standing um, couples do or relationships do, I've got to break the very vanilla habit of saying "couple." Um, because the relationship world is definitely, especially in in the kink, is so much more than just couples. Um, And is to engage in tasks or assignments. And these don't have to always be kinky. Um, They are something that you often see, where dominance will assign a task or an assignment um, to their submissive partner. And these are a great way to incorporate DS into... A more daily part of the life, perhaps it's um, a writing assignment or it's a journal that that you that I'm the dominant dictates a topic, the submissive writes, and then then it gets discussed. Um, it's a great way to bring the dynamic into a part, a daily part of of the relationship's life, and the more you can reinforce the dynamic. Um, especially with the way life tries to snuff it out. It's it's fantastic. Um, there's something that I am personally not a fan of, but it works for many people. So I want to chat about it here. And you will see couples. Ah, I did it again. Sorry, apologize. You'll see DS relationships where they will add a contract or an agreement. Contract always sounds so business like to me it just is like oh well sign here here and here and for the next 30 years of monthly payments you will uh, but many people enjoy having a written document um or an agreement of some sort that specifies or more likely i guess would formalize the dynamic um I guess you could think Big Bang theory with Sheldon Cooper with a relationship agreement um, so maybe Sheldon and Amy are actually kinky. I mean, Amy did want Sheldon to spank him or spank her um in one episode, maybe so maybe Sheldon and Amy were secretly d s and we just didn't know about it because they had relationship agreements and spanking um but that that formalized dynamic really helps with a lot of people um and once again the first one to admit it's not for me, but just because it isn't for me doesn't mean it can't be for you. Um, We know we talked about role play. Flip the role play. And what I mean by flip the role play is more role reversal. Um, There was an episode of Seinfeld where it was opposite day. So George went out and he challenged himself that whatever... Normal everyday George would do that on opposite day. George had to do the opposite of whatever normal was. If normal was taking a cab to work, opposite day meant he had to ride the subway, uh, for example. And and I don't know if that was in the episode or not, but I just remember it was opposite day. And so, whatever the normal response would be, you had to do the opposite. Well, consider that in your guess. Uh, relationship. Opposite day or opposite week or opposite weekend. And what I mean by that is the submissive opposite becomes dominant. Dominant becomes submissive. I know it sounds crazy and I can already hear a submissive somewhere saying, I do not have a dominant bone in my body. There's no way I could tell my dominant what to do. And at the same time, there's some dominant out there going, there's no way my submissive is going to tell me what to do but just think about it for a second. It's going to, even if you are submissive and you don't have a dominant bone in your body, you know how your dominant leads you. So you understand how they do it. You in turn can do that to or for them over a limited period of time. I'm not saying like for six months, you're going to be opposite. Just do it for, you know, start with a night or an hour or whatever, start small and maybe work up to a, to a weekend um, and, and do it like something like that. But it, what it really does is obviously it keeps everyone on their toes because it's role reversal. So the dominant is going to have to force themselves in a way to be submissive Um, and the submissive. will probably have to force themselves in a way to be dominant. So you're going to see each other in new ways, experience things that as a dominant you're not going to experience and as a submissive you're not going to experience but it's going to give you a new appreciation even if your relationship has been ongoing for years you're going to have a new appreciation of what it feels like to be the opposite role of yourself what goes into directing you know a submissive what goes into motivating. Um, a submissive to do, or all of those things. So taking the opposite role reversal really will help make the relationship stronger uh, you're, because you're going to have to think. It's going to force thought and dedication, and that always helps us. And it's also going to, I believe, make the submissive better because they are going to have a new understanding of what their dominant goes through. And same for the dominant. They are going to be a better dominant because they are going to have a better understanding of what it means to be a submissive. So consider, you know, consider your consider having an opposite day or an opposite weekend. Do do that role reversal. Um, Another wonderful thing to do, and this is more dedicated to dominance, but focus some personalized rewards out there rather than personalized punishments. Um, Throw a little bit more honey out there than vinegar. Well, yes, there are relationships that thrive with uh, rigorous punishments, um, scheduled, set, and determined. Uh, If that works for you, that's fantastic. But also consider... Um, keeping it positive and really personalizing rewards and emphasizing rewards rather than emphasizing um, correcting things. Work to celebrate successes. And if you go looking for success, you will find more successes rather than looking for errors and needing to fix them. So focus your relationship on success with rewards and you will find it grows positivity, and that positivity will grow you together and keep the spark going because there's always something new to achieve and always a new idea for a reward to motivate. So do that. Also, never stop putting in the work. I know we talked at the very beginning about the challenges of the relationship but we have to keep working we have to keep working to learn new ways as a dominant to lead um new ways as a submissive perhaps to um to make their dominant happy or a new a new way to do that thing your dominant loves whatever it is put in the work of the relationship never stop working with and for your partner um and one of the things that experience has shared and taught me is we often see ds relationships dominant in charge submissive willingly following uh and and life as we know is very fickle and there are going to be times that life knocks us down i like to call it uh we slip on black ice um perhaps you have some people who are listening that live in wonderfully hot places like Phoenix, Arizona, or um oh yeah, Houston, Texas, or Tampa or Orlando, or even some lucky soul who might be listening sitting on the French Riviera, uh, where they don't have ice happen. Well, here in the land that I am in, the Great Lakes and Great Times we have ice. And in the winter, there's this wonderful phenomenon here called black ice. The thing is, the ice isn't actually black. It's crystal clear. And it gets its name from being on asphalt roads. This crystal clear ice, you cannot see it. You don't know you're driving on it until your car decides that it's not going to follow your instructions anymore. And when that happens, you are simply along for the ride. There is nothing you can do. You hit your brakes to stop. It is only going to amplify if your car is starting to spin and you hit your brakes, you are totally spinning out and you are going to meet a tow truck driver who's going to need to pull you out of the ditch. And you'll probably also meet a police officer who will write you some expensive ticket for driving faster than the weather conditions because that's what they do. But black ice, you can't see it and you can't feel it until you are slip sliding away. Life does that to everyone. And it's very easy to sit there and say, well, when it happens to a submissive, the dominant comes in, scoops them up, and helps them back up. But submissives, here's the thing. It's going to happen to your dominant. Your dominant is going to hit a patch in life where they flip and they fall on their keister on this black ice of life. Something has knocked them down. And when that happens... You're going to kind of have to do that role reversal opposite thing we talked about just a little bit ago. You're going to have to kind of be their dom and scoop them up, pick them up and kind of support them while they they are struggling wobbly as they get back on their feet. So there's going to be times and it's it's one of those things about DS relationships where. If you are submissive, understand that there's going to be times when your dominant is going to fall down, and you're going to have to help pick them up, and you might even have to lead them for a little while while they get back comfortably on their feet. So there's that. Um, another wonderful thing, and I know we've talked all about kink so far pretty much. I don't think we've had a non-kinky moment other than my realization that I was swearing quite often using the F-bomb, which is rare for me. Um, But kind of speaking of that, not swearing. I don't recommend swearing at each other. That's not going to help a DS partnership. Um, But explore things together. Um, And I don't necessarily mean kinktastic things. It doesn't have to be BDSM. Um, Go skiing this winter together. Um, It's summertime here. Um, Go take a weekend road trip uh, to... A restaurant that you've always wanted to try. Go do something together. Invest in together time. Um, that's so important, and it doesn't have to be fantastic, but just invest the time. Um, spend time together. Um, also, uh, the other day I created a little, I guess you'd call it a meme for one, I'm not sure whether it was my my blog or for over on, on Instagram or Twitter, but I was, um, it was a, um, about collars and how a collar doesn't restrain a submissive and how a collar is liberating. I forget, I forget the wording I used, um, when I, when I put it together. Uh, but it's something that, that adding subtle, subtle symbols, uh, to your daily, daily lives, Uh, and dominance can do this too. You know, a collar doesn't have to just be submissive. I'm not saying gentlemen, if you are a dominant, um, I know it's stereotypical, say gentlemen, but it's typically guys that, that kind of like, I'm not going to wear. I'm not saying you have to wear a collar guys. Maybe you're submissive. Finds a ring that you can wear um, on, on a finger that's comfortable. That doesn't have to mean you're married. doesn't have to mean it's a wedding ring, but, Or maybe they, it's a watch or it's, it's just, it's, or maybe it is a necklace, you know, guys, we do wear necklaces too. Um, But it doesn't, it's something that, you know, a little subtle cue that, you know, hey, this ring that I'm wearing, you know, I just banged it on the table and kind of annoyed me, but, you know, it reminds me that I'm also in this relationship with this amazing submissive. Whatever it is, try to find little things or symbols that you, things that only you and your, your, those in your DS relationship would would recognize, but little things like that, just, you know, throwing in, and it's a simple little thing that can just kind of provide a reminder at all the right times. It's funny how when you're wearing a symbol or you have a symbol with you, near you, it can just remind you, and and almost in a way be a be something that calms. So consider adding something like that into the mix. Um something that that I think every relationship needs whether it's friendship or a DS partnership, but occasionally sit down and and figure out where the heck this thing is going. I know in a relationship it sounds crazy, but long term what do you want? I mean, do you how do you see you know where do you see Where do you see the relationship in six months, in a year, in five years, 10 years? Where do you want to be then? Um, What does that look like and what does that mean to you? Um, And not only to where do we want the relationship to be, what, how do we see the, how do we see our, our, our BDSM dynamic in six months? Where do we see it? What do we see it looking like in a year from now? How is it? how do we want to change it? Where do we want to grow? Where do we want to change things have have the where will this be in you know six months a year conversation and it doesn't have to be in an accusatory way, or if you're not going to give me this, then I'm not going to give you you know none of that none of that very human, very juvenile behavior that we as humans um are prone to do but in a positive way where you can draw a map not saying that you'll follow the map um life does get to color some of the lines too and life is very fickle so but it's just it's great to have a plan and it's great to have goals and it's great to want to be in certain places at certain times um even though they very well could change Um, but it's important to have that conversation and it'll help, um, everyone involved feel closer and, and feel good that they know where they, you know, it's, it's a good feeling in life where you, when you know where you're going, unless it's a predetermined road trip to nowhere, but, uh, those, those have their own special places, but a relationship isn't, isn't something where you should be feeling that you are unsure of where, where it is going. and every so often, as we were just talking about road trips, road trips, road trips. Boy, I almost sounded like Scooby Doo. Road trips. Uh, need they need a vehicle? You need to have a vehicle to get on the road to take your road trip. Because if you took a plane, it'd be a plane trip. If you took a train, it'd be a train trip. So you're taking a road trip. That means you need a car. Cars need maintenance, and relationships occasionally need maintenance too. Believe it or not, even that relationship that you look at and you say they they are the perfect dom sub relationship or you know it's amazing they don't have any problems odds are they do you just don't see them um, but we all need tune-ups we're all like a car we all occasionally need to see a mechanic and get our oil changed uh, i don't mean that in a sexual way but we all just need tune-ups so something to consider is go to couples counseling. See a see a therapist. Um, if you live in the United States, um, Google National Coalition for Sexual Freedom. Uh, you go to their website, you can find a whole smorgasbord of lifestyle-friendly professionals. And the beautiful thing with the internet now is you don't have to be in the same city as your counselor or your, um, I don't know, your therapist or whatever you want to call it. But it doesn't hurt to have a unbiased third party uh to talk to or to bring a fresh perspective or bring ideas to something that might be a sticking point in your relationship have those relationship tune-ups um it's not something that you have to tell the world because you know caring for our mental health with with therapists and therapies is still taboo for so many people but do it um you know occasionally even in the best relationship, go out there and, and and have a have a relationship, tune up together. Um, because relationships are hard work. Um and just because we've decided to be kinky, it allows for us to be ourselves, but it also makes things harder for us because there's an extra layer to our relationships that our vanilla cousins don't have. So I hope that some of those ideas help you in your current or your next uh, lifestyle partnership, keep things fresh, keep things upbeat, and keep things motivated. And we are done with the EORing on the podcast for a while. The pet peeves and the things that go bump in a DS relationship. We're through those and so we are now on to the positivity. And like I said, I hope that everyone found something here today that will help their current or their next uh next lifestyle dynamic be simply amazing. And with that, I want to wish you a fabulous week. I look forward to chatting with you again soon. And no matter where you're listening, please click that follow button so you're always notified whenever the latest episode of Chatting with the Lightkeeper comes out, which by the way, is every Tuesday bright and early in the morning. That's Eastern Standard Time. That would be New York City time. For those of you listening around the world who have no idea what I'm talking about when I say Eastern Standard, that'd be New York City time. So bright and early New York City time on Tuesdays, the new episodes come out. So hit the follow button and I look forward to chatting with you soon.